I haven't recorded one of these in a really long time. And I felt like it was because for the first time in my very talkative life, I didn't have anything to say. I felt like the things that I was learning and the things that I was coming across in my life at the, at the last whatever months were like normal things that everyone basically were going through. And I didn't have like an answer to how, you know, I didn't have an, an not an answer, I just didn't have a comment or anything on anything. I wasn't reminiscing, I wasn't looking back, I was living in it at the moment. So I could have maybe recorded and talked through thoughts or whatever the case may be, but I feel as if like I'm more, more one of the internal type deal with it. And then today I find that right that now at this moment I find I'm reminiscing of the last March, April, May, June, July, August, five months. And I actually now see the formulation of basically an entire shift of perception uh, basically I shifted my perception I saw a different perspective on things and found myself lost in trying to not cater but to finding um, I found lost trying to like explain or help out or just basically what what do I what knowledge do I have to bestow anyone at that moment I didn't have anything I just had an experience with no conclusion basically and it made me really confused on like what I was offering for my future business because of um, my current business at the time was just focusing on product sales and then I started taking my life coaching classes around March the last time I podcasted and I learned how to be a coach. I learned what it is and how you have to go about doing it. And then it really got to me when they said, what's your niche? You know, you gotta find what's your niche. What's the problem that you want to help people solve? And you figure that out by utilizing your past experiences. Now that's what stumped me because what did I learn from my past experiences? What did I strive for afterwards or from what I learned? And it felt vague and very indecisive to say the truth, which was happiness. A life of just happy. And the reason I was so hard about saying that was the fact that I didn't want to admit that I didn't know what that actually felt like, happy. And I didn't want it to seem like some pity party type recording because that's not what it was. It's not what it is. It's more a celebration of the fact that I have that now that I've learned how to 
feel emotion again and not buckle under the weight of it and crash from an anxiety and be in bed for two weeks. Like at first those were learned coping mechanisms that I had to do to get out of those things. There was like work I had to put into it. So I didn't feel like I was successful in that goal of that. And I find now that doesn't matter if you're doing a coping skill or if you have to struggle a little through um, the lesson, I guess, you're trying to teach because that right then, that in itself is what makes a good coach is to be able to show that, show the weakness that I have, the show, show the thing, the problem that I'm trying to work on and then, but then at the same time, show how I get out of it because it's not about the problem and it's not about having it. It's about showing and proving that your way or, or the way that you've been using to help yourself actually works and that you're committed to it and you're consistent. And I find that lesson is coming up now because tomorrow I leave my house to go three hours away to sleep out and camp for two days, two or three days. And it's the first time I've left my house in two years. And I'm, yes, I'm panicky, but I'm not at the same time because I'm confident in the skills that I have learned. And this is a perfect opportunity for me to practice them outside of my comfort zone and still consistently show that they do work. But that in itself, saying that with honesty, that I know they're gonna work, but also admitting that I know I'm gonna need to use them. I know it's not gonna be easy. I know there's gonna be moments of frustration and kind of panic because of old routines and not having been in the trigger spots or the trigger kind of area since in a very long time. So what I'm doing is I'm doing exactly what I just told one of my clients not to do the other day. I told her that's her homework for this week is like, is to stop comparing the life that she just lived to the one that she's trying to live now. Because when you, because when you do that, she was bringing herself down. She was talking about a good situation that she was happy that she's able to experience now that she no longer is in the situation she was in. But then right after saying that, she would be telling me the negative or the adverse to what she used to be doing or used to have happened because of a, because of, as a consequence to her actions. And it was something like along the lines of, oh man, I love wearing this dress and wearing this essential oil, but this person used to never let me do that. And I'm like, I noticed it. I saw it in her face. She got happy, excited, and proud, and just, just blessed about her new life, but then reminded herself of the pain that another person had caused her. And what I realized that we do when we do that is we become the abuser. We become the construct that we just ran away from. We, instead of trying to 
move forward, all we're doing when we do that is staying in the same, replacing the abuser with ourselves though. So we then become both. And that's very defeating, stressful, and also unhealthy. And I didn't realize how much we really do hold ourselves back, even when we don't even know it. It's simple things. It's, it's things like that. It's simple things like don't, don't call yourself names, don't put yourself down. You know, there's enough people out in the world who are rooting for you to fail. So why join their team? Why pick up a jersey and be like, you know what, team's losing, so might as well just go over there. Because guess what, your goalie that you're defending on your side is you. So what if, what if, if you leave the net and put on another jersey, who's defending that goal anymore? I have people in my life now that would stand up for me and stay on my team. But I used to not. And that was what got me is the fact that I was alone. And I thought that just me playing on the team wasn't enough. But it is. Because when you are alone, when you are left, with that hopelessness feeling and you look around and you see no one, what you forget to see is yourself. You're still there. You know, you got out of bed that morning. You got ready to go. You have lived this long. You have succeeded. You are a success. Celebrate that. Be proud of that. Pump yourself up. You know, when I... I remember learning uh, when I played lacrosse, the defender that stands there in front of you with their feet planted and just lazily in your face when you're trying to work your ball to, around to get to the goal, yeah, I'm, I'm about to beat her ass, I'm about to run her ass down, do, do a, a hard box, whatever they call it, box step turn, I don't know. Just basically catch her on her heels and go right around her. But the crazier and the more pumped up and the psyched you are, like you're jumping around and you're moving and you're in their face and you're yelling like, I got defender, I got this on, I mean, I got offense, I got girl on my left. And like, the more talkative you are on defense, even if it's just yourself, it's freaking the other person out, it's psyching them out. And now you're winning basically in a sense, you're throwing off their psyche. So when you think that just being you is not enough, think again because I've been able to run by three, four, five, six defenders to get my shot on goal. But one girl like that coming up against me, that was enough. She could have won that whole entire game. She could have got that ball for me, ran it down, and scored. But all the way down the other end. And she probably got that momentum because she saw that the more confident she was in herself, getting in my face, knowing that she's going to get at me, the more pumps she got. Keep that in mind. You know, you are your own everything. And the things you do in life matter even when no one's around to see them because you accomplish them. Doesn't matter who saw. You know it's a good job. You know you learned something today. You know you did something out of your comfort zone that got you an ending result of progress. 
I now celebrate literally every small achievement. And it was, it's been a struggle running my business during COVID and not having the consistent, you know, customer to come by or like a friend to come by to say, wow, this is such a good idea. This is that, that's so cool. And I didn't know because I was basically doing it myself. But then when I saw a friend of mine again and they had that pride and that confidence for me, I was like, wow, it, it made it like someone just gave me like a, some kind of like motivation drug. Like I was just like pumping out stuff that week. And so when you think about it, if I was on the zero on the scale, if I wasn't doing that pre-pump up myself for those months and then heard that compliment, I would have went from zero to like normal where like everyone should be. But instead I brought myself to motivated and success and confidence in myself and my work. And then when I heard that, I became a superhuman. So, and also, if I lose that support after, let's say, it sucks, but at least I know that that I had that confidence enough that I could get myself back again. I want to say one of the proudest moments that I had for myself, where I was so, I was, was um, saying to somebody that, no, I don't need you in my life. I choose to have you in it because I enjoy your company and the way you think. I like your perspective. But no, I don't need you in it. I'm okay by myself. I'm not going to be torn away, torn down without it. And at the time, the person, I feel like, was slightly offended. They didn't understand what I meant. And I said, no, 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 you should be complimented because... I'm not asking you to stay because I can't live by myself or I can't handle life without you. It's because I choose to keep you around because you benefit. You benefit me. You don't, you don't bring me down. And I was like, so if anything, I'm not doing it because I'm afraid to be alone. I'm not doing it because of any other reason other than the fact that I actually just value the way that you think and hanging out in your presence. That's, that's the difference in relationships with people that you have, like, you know, you're, you're, you know, I didn't realize until not having the people and then when I did gain them again, I was too, too honest, I felt, and people got turned off by that, they thought, um, must be up to something or not doing or just I can't I can't honestly be that way that must have something hiding and instead of changing or manipulating my ways because I considered that them to be you know correct and I needed to be more like that person I instead held true to my values and what I believed in and who I believe in aka me 
And yeah, they left. They didn't come around anymore. But now the people that I did, do I do have in my life? I waited out long enough to find the ones that truly, truly value what I have to say. They truly look at me and admire me. And I'm not saying I want everyone in my life to have to look up to me and admire me. That's not what I'm saying. We all should admire each other. We should all acknowledge what the other person has to teach us, even if they're not trying to teach us anything. Because we can learn from each other. We are supposed to be a team, like that lacrosse team I was on. Now imagine we were all together on each other's teams, not being alone in a goal. Now you get all these people to talk to and get psych out your other team. The other team who may not be confident in themselves and they won't talk. They won't communicate. Oh, I don't want to offend anybody. Oh, I'm sorry, did you want to go first instead so we're not offsides? Oh, well, after you. Oh, my team, we'd already have gold scored on you. And everyone tells you probably, gotta love yourself first and then you can give it away. It's not just about that. Because you can love yourself for sure. But having confidence in yourself, that's what's important too. You know? And so, that being said, I sit here and I reminisce of, of the accomplishments that I've made. Because though they may seem small to an outsider looking in, I don't care because they're huge to me. You know, someone comes up to you and tells you that they don't like your dog, they don't think it's cute, but you do. What are you gonna be like, oh, you're right, why'd I get this ugly dog? No, you're stand up for that dog. <laughs> I'm not saying we're dogs, but the point is celebrate everything. Every little thing you do. Celebrate getting out of bed in the morning. Celebrate trying something new out of your comfort zone. Celebrate telling people too, because the more open you are about it, the more I find there are more similar people than you think benefiting now because of that confidence. That's like, it's the only reason I got my coaching certification. It's because I found myself doing that. I don't, I don't shut up in the first place. But now I'm talking to people about my personal experiences and I'm watching them utilize these little skills and whatever it is that I've been using to get over the certain anxiety or the PTSD stuff. And it's working for them. That's what a good coach is. Good coach is the one who just retired from like college games, you know? They went there, they did good, they went, they did it. They might not have been, they might not have made a pro, but they damn sure fucking got on that team. And they played their hearts out and they had passion, they had drive, they learned from it. And even if they didn't succeed, now they have the knowledge to have you succeed because they filled in those gaps, because they weren't too proud to figure out where they went wrong. They say those who cannot do, they teach. That's not true. It's the ones who do and then share. Those, those are the teachers and those are the people that matter the most when it comes to gaining wisdom from. 
not the ones you don't see make any mistakes, not the ones you see, you know, well, don't see. You don't, you don't see what they're doing that's, that's relating to you. You don't understand it. I don't, want, I don't want a coach or a therapist to sit across from me in a, in a room and just nod their head and say, I have no idea how it feels to be you, but like, here are some three steps that might work. That's just sad. But to hear that somebody went through it, but now they're sitting on the opposite end in a blazer with a freaking notebook out in front of them and taking down notes and, and getting ready to have a coping plan and a, and a, and a goal to, for me to go to, to try and do, because look, they're sitting there and they've done it. Yeah, that person, I wanna know all, all their knowledge. So, experiences lived, truly lived. Not just, to not just, um, what's it called? Viewed, not just watched from the sidelines, but in the game. And they come out with scars, but yet they come out healed. And the fact that they come out, that's what life is. Because I'm not, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a guru or a guide or, yeah, that's what I am, a guide because I'm going through this life, as we all are. And you don't put a cap on, t on the knowledge that you soak up every day and say, okay, that's it, that was it, I learned all the things and now I can become one to teach others. No, it's because you're still learning and you learn staple underlying methods of how to live life throughout those experiences, but you only gain those experiences by stepping out of your comfort zone and trying again, retesting your knowledge, just like what they do to create a theory and then to bring it to a fact, scientific method. You gotta test that theory this, the same way, with the same experiment, I think it's like, what, three or to seven times before you can even consider calling it a fact. You need to put it in every single possible problem, any situation that could go on and still have those methods, that still have that scientific method be proven correct at the end by plugging in the formula that you created. And that's what I felt like was holding me back is that I kept coming into the same, not the same situation, but different situations where my, my knowledge has been, was being tested or my anxiety, my depression, my overall wellness and happiness is come, being tested over and over and over and I'm waiting for the tests to, to stop. When in reality, I'm just gaining more experience every test I take, you know? So let's say I get a C on this test, but I got a D the last time. I already can help somebody with an F get to a D. And then when I get to a B the next time, I can help that person get to the C. So the whole point of spreading knowledge and being a coach or being a therapist or being a counselor or being anybody who does anything to help others is the fact that you say, you know what, I don't have all the answers, but like this right here, what I did, what I tried, that got me that C plus. So there's that goal. 
I'm not saying, oh, I got that D, C plus, I, I should, I got an A. Uh, I'll figure out how to get that A, but stick with me, stick with me, and I will, I will help you get there too. That confidence right there, because I see myself go from F to D to C to B. So I just know. Keep doing this over and over and over again, <laughs> and you'll get whatever grade you want on that test. Doesn't matter. I think that's um, important, very important. So I'm, I've been starting this thing. Um, I've been trying to like make more like behind the scene episodes, like videos on my YouTube and whatever, to show. Look at what I do in the morning. And this is my outcome for the day. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, yeah, well, I only made, I got like a couple orders, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't put my finger as uh, on, I couldn't put my finger on what it was that I was even succeeding at because I just, at the end of the day, felt successful. But then I forgot. I never explained what it was the goal was. So you could see, what was it, my business? No, no. Because my business doesn't do well if I'm not okay. Doesn't matter how good at business I am, which is freaking insane that I have a natural talent for it, but doesn't matter how much natural talent you have if you're stressed, overwhelmed, don't know how to deal with certain instances or, or curveballs about regular life stuff. I couldn't do it. I couldn't I couldn't do anything. I was manifesting more bad. I wasn't wasn't succeeding. And so that is my niche. That is my problem that I see that I have the, the capability to help fix is just confidence in myself, positivity, and by the end of the day, having, having had accomplished no predetermined goal other than smiling and actually living and loving my life again. So that's what I have to offer others. I don't have, do you want that dream job? Do you want to make a million dollars? I can't, I, I, actually I can show you how to do that. Because it's like this, it's these small steps. It's waking up early for no reason, even though you don't have work for another two hours, just because you value spending the time with yourself before you go in. Doing something creative or doing something that you like that can carry you through the day, already have had accomplished something, and not relying on work, not relying on your experiences with others, just the fact that you woke up and you did that thing that you love to do. Isn't that what it's about? You can have all the money in the world, yet still be sad. And hey, I'm not saying I don't get sad from time to time, but nowhere near the hopelessness I used to feel. I mean, I used to take four hours in the morning to get to my job, which was a two-minute bike ride away. Now, I'm about to go three hours away, and I'm actually fine right now. I've had a couple moments where I was thinking about that, just that, the, the psyching myself out about the fact that it was so different, that I'm doing it, I'm, oh, I'm doing this thing, blah, blah, blah. But I had a little friend who I haven't talked to in a while because we do that, we drift apart, we come back, you know. She imparted me with some wisdom that I had forgotten. It was that 
I am good. As long as I have, she said, are, are you going to have your whittling knife, your crystals, and your stuffed cat bolts, who I'm, by the way, holding right now. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, then you're fine. I've seen you be fine. And I was like, you're so freaking right. That's true. And yes, I'm up still at 11.30, recklessly doing all of the laundry in my house because I don't know which striped shirt out of all the striped shirts I want to wear. And then I realized I had like perfectly set myself up to not get anxious over that because I do have the same striped shirts to different colors. Makes it easy. It's simple. Simplified my life. I simplified it with things I still love, though, you know? Stripes. <laughs> but, man, it's pretty easy when you know. I, I wear that striped shirt with that pants, and if it's cold, it goes with that sweater. <laughs> I'm not saying you gotta force yourself out of that comfort zone. Find what works for you and go with it. If having the same color shirt every day helps eliminate one stress out of your life, do it. That's not a crutch. That's not a. That's not you not succeeding. That's not you. Some people say that they're like, oh well, you know, you couldn't just have done that. You had to like cut something out of your life to get that. And it's like, whoa, 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 why does it matter? I'm not ignoring the problem. I know that it's a problem, so I fixed it by simplifying my shirts. You don't gotta fight every freaking battle, you know? The war is won by calm, steady, patient approach. So, stay steadfast. Stay patient. Stay confident. And, uh... Move on. Just move. Crawling or falling is still movement. It's how you get up the next time. It's what you do after that crawl that matters. Every down is a learning experience. In the face of every adversity, there is opportunity. See, see the opportunity. And that right there, starting by seeing it first. You don't even have to accomplish the opportunity yet, but just acknowledging that is there an opportunity and not a setback. Because there are no setbacks. It's only learning opportunities. And that's what we need to do. Good night. Thanks for listening. And it's good to be back.